three, two, one. From Rapid City, South Dakota, and the Hard Rocker Podcast Network. Focusing on stories on and off the playing surface. This is the Hard Rocker Hub. My name is Josh Van Valkenberg-Gernert. I'm here with Garrett Cole, Hard Rocker men's soccer player. Uh, senior, one of the captains. Thanks for joining me today. No, thank you for having me. Um, first off, just kind of getting started. You're a Rapid City kid. What was it like growing up in Rapid City? What was your family life like? What got you interested in sports? Um, you know, I, I love Rapid City. Um, I think it's I'm big in the outdoors. I'm hunting, fishing, all of that. So Rapid City is perfect place for me. Um, my family got me into soccer at a really early age. Uh, started playing in actually the RCYSL and at like six years old and have played all the way through. Um, I watched the actual formation of the Black Hills Rapids come here and I was one of the first groups in in on that and I was really thankful to have such a committed uh, youth team through the Black Hills Rapids with some huge uh, coaches through that and the youth with Dave Sharp, Mike Fairchild and all those guys really helping me out and getting me to where I am today. So um, Rapid City as a whole is great. You know, um, I'm a, I'm a uh, I have two siblings. I have a sister and a brother, and it was really nice uh, just growing up with uh, two two siblings like that. Younger or older siblings? So I have a younger sister who's actually a f- sophomore in high school right now, and then I have an older brother who's actually only 13 months older than me. Okay. So Are they soccer players too, or just you? Yep. So my sister's actually on the Central Cobblers uh, soccer team right now, and then my brother uh, played all the way through high school and in club and uh, it was really nice having such a close age because um, I got to play with him all the way through so that was I'm really sure nice. that helped like getting competitive and your competitiveness growing oh. up having an older <laughs> brother so close yep yeah, uh, 100% so I was actually a forward all the way through and my brother was a defender so just just having that competitive nature and um, doing practices on our own was was, was really nice so were you a multi-sport athlete too or were you pretty much soccer the whole way so Growing up, I played basketball as well. So I played basketball all the way up until high school. And then I decided just to stick my focuses on soccer um, because I was, frankly, better at soccer. And um, I wasn't blessed with the height gene, so (laughs) So I decided to just stick with soccer. So when did you start playing club then? You mentioned when the Black Hills Rapids came in. So I actually started playing club at nine years old. um, And we tried out for, it was at the time called RCYSL Challenge. And at that time, we had two clubs in Rapid City. Actually, it was Rushmore Soccer Club and RCYSL. And I played for RCYSL and played club with them for a long time, went to many tournaments. And then we merged clubs and became Black Hills Rapids. And from then on, I was I was, would have joined Black Hills Rapids in my eighth grade year. So that would have been when I was about 14 years old. So you went to Central for high school? I did. Um, what was the... I mean, how good were you guys in soccer? What were some of your maybe individual accomplishments while you were there? So Central has, uh, the men's team, from my knowledge, has never won a state championship. And actually my junior year, so my brother's senior year, we lost out in the quarterfinals. So we we were pretty darn close. And then my senior year, we lost in the semifinals and penalties. So um, we were actually a fairly good team. Uh, had a lot of guys. Uh, we had three guys from my senior year go and play college soccer, and then many others after that. Um, some of my accomplishments, you know, um, I was team MVP, uh, leading, uh, leading assists, um, 
most valuable player, uh, things like that, top cobbler. Um, I was second team All-State my senior year. Um, yeah, a lot of yeah, I, 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 I kind of forget a lot yeah, of them. But yeah, it's been a few years. It's <laughs> been a few years for me, yeah. Uh, so your junior year, where, where did you guys play for State? Did you play in Sioux Falls? Yeah, so um, my junior year, we ended up going and playing Lincoln in Sioux Falls, and that's the game that we lost. And then my senior year, we were actually seeded high enough to where we had home games all the way through, and we ended up losing to Aberdeen in the semifinals at home in Penns. Okay. So, yep. Yeah, that was probably pretty heartbreaking two years in a row. It, it, it sure was. You know, my, my junior year was my brother's year, so that was tough, you know, seeing him in his last game. And then my senior year was just tough because our, our team was such a close-knit group, and it was actually on my birthday that we lost. So, so it was just kind of a... A roller coaster of emotions, being that that was my final, final game. So, sure. when did it start to kind of like I guess hit you that you maybe wanted to play college soccer? Or that was something that was a possibility for you. So actually, my senior year, I didn't have any aspirations to play college ball, and um, Dave Sharp actually talked to me and he said, um, "Mines might actually be interested in you." to play soccer and I was like oh wow that's that's pretty cool maybe maybe I'll give it some thought and um from there I I talked to Andrew Conniff who was the head coach at the time and uh, Ryan was actually the assistant coach and went through that process and at the time Justin Barkow was still here and I was getting recruited to play striker which would have been his position so they they talked to me about playing uh, at a juco for a couple years instead of redshirting and getting experience and kind of becoming a better player while I was at a JUCO. And from there, I reached out to Sheridan College, and they were they were grateful enough to take me on with their team and um, let me be a part of their team, such, such late notice, too. So that was nice. Um, signed there and um, played one year there, and then COVID hit. So How was that first year at Sheridan? You know, it was it was it was shell shocking because um, here in South Dakota, I felt like I was kind of the top dog. You know, um, didn't have there. You know, it wasn't super physical. I was the most physical guy on the field, fastest. You know, things like that. And then you get to college, everybody's that big, everybody's that fast, everybody's that strong. So, you know, you have to figure out ways to make yourself stand out. So that was that was different for me. And then also at that time the team actually needed me to play center back so I went from playing a striker to a completely different role as center back so it was different for me. Yeah what was that adjustment like because that I mean you mentioned it's a completely different position it's a completely different technique. Yeah Uh, it was it just was um, going from being a complete optimist at striker to as a center back you kind of have to have the worst 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 possible thing that could happen always at at the top of your mind so if the ball is going to get by, I got to have that mindset, and I got to play conservative and things like that. So it's just complete different mindset. Um, the position itself wasn't completely different. You know, strikers a lot of like just quick sprints and then back, and same thing with center back. All of a sudden, the ball is played through, and you got to get back. So it, as far as movements, it wasn't much different, but complete different mindset for sure. No, no. You mentioned COVID year. Was that you were still at Sheridan when COVID year hit? Yep. So I would have played the fall. Um, with the team, and then COVID hit in the spring, and that was kind of the weird thing. You know, everybody kind of experienced that, and we had spring break. Everybody went home, and then all of a sudden, spring break gets extended for a week, another week, another week. So then we ended up finishing the year out just at home, didn't do anything like that. And then I was planning on going back to Sheridan for another year, 
and um, things were looking up for me. You know, um, I had talks with the coach about being team captain there and stuff like that. And um, in July, actually, they cut all athletics but rodeo, and um, so then that kind of left left all of us like, what are we doing? You know, what am I supposed to do? And um, I didn't want to just go to school there and and not play soccer. So I quickly reached out to Ryan and said, hey. Would you? Is there any chance that I could join the team and just be a walk-on and um, try to fit in? And he said, "Well, I got one jersey left, and it was number 40." And I was like, "Well, I'll take it if you if you'll have me." So then I got into the school, got all my classes, and I was here in August. So number 40, huh? Yeah, not, not your first choice. <laughs> nope, not my first choice. But at that point, I was willing to take anything. And the the plan all along was to come back to Mines and finish out here and be at home and. Uh, just be a part of the team and continue my engineering degree. So. Sure. What was it like to, I guess, obviously you're from here, so that transition probably wasn't too bad coming back, but mm-hmm. what was it like to transition from, you know, playing a year of junior college soccer to, I mean, you pretty much played, came in and played right mm-hmm. away every game, I think, that year. Yeah, so it was it was a little bit different because, I, again, I went from center back at the junior college to playing striker here at Mines, and that year was kind of weird because it was our COVID year, so we didn't play that many games. Kind of unsure. Not everybody was playing, and Justin actually, Justin Barkow actually decided to graduate in the fall and not come back for the spring. And that was, I was thankful for that because then that gave me the option or the opportunity to play. And um, just, just completely different. You know, RMAC is so much different than the JUCO. You know, uh, everybody's very talented. Everybody's fast. Everybody's strong. And at the JUCO, you get a lot of either foreign guys or guys that couldn't make grades but are still very, very talented and looking to actually go play D1. So, yep. Um, and then, you know, coming here, you played, I think it was six games that first year. Mm-hmm. Um, I, it must have been nice to at least get your feet wet and then going into, I guess, what about the next full year? Yeah. No, that was great. Um, just getting kind of a, a small taste of it. It wasn't such of a – it wasn't so much of a shell shock, you know, because with school and everything for us is, you know, we're gone every other weekend or every weekend, you know, for a long period of time. And trying to manage school and soccer at the same time, that's tough. So that spring was really nice just to have those six games and kind of get acclimated and kind of get a taste of what it's going to be like. Sure. Yeah, that's that's probably one of the biggest things for our athletes here. It's mm-hmm. you know, I mean, you're literally basically have two full time jobs. Yeah. yeah. So how did you get good? I mean, you mentioned that help, but how did you get good at being able to manage those two? Especially like last year, I mm-hmm. think you only had like four home games last yeah. year, so you were on the road <laughs> constantly. Yeah, no, it it definitely takes time, and it's it's different for everyone, right? So you lean on. When you first come in, you really lean on your upperclassmen to kind of guide you and be like, how, how am I supposed to navigate this and handle all these things? And so, in some people's cases, it's nice because they won't travel that first year. Um, I guess thankfully, but not thankfully, I didn't get that option. You know, I had to travel first year and do all that, which in, in hindsight, I'm thankful for because I figured it out. But it's a lot of trial and error for me. It, it was like what works for me? Does it work better for me to get all my stuff done before we even get on the road? Or does it work better for me to do it while we're on the road? And it, it, it was dependent on every class. You know, some classes demanded more to where I just was like, I'm going to get it done way before and I'm going to grind it out for the three days that we're here and then we're gone for three days. 
So that was kind of what I figured out that would work best for me is get as much done as I could before we left, and then while I was on the road, I could just primarily focus on soccer. So. Um, in your time here, you're go- obviously you're in your last year. What have you seen like in the growth of the soccer program from your first year? So I would say the biggest thing is the team camaraderie and team morale. Um, when I first came in, you know, we were a team, but we really weren't a team. It was very clicky. A lot of guys had their groups that they wanted to be with, and we never gelled as a team on the field. And you could see that in our results. You know, we had a lot of poor results against good teams, which, you know, we're constantly looked at as the underdog in the RMAC, which, which is fine. And I think we've learned to accept that. And we kind of enjoy that, especially with some big results last year against some really top-level teams like CSU Pueblo and things like that. But it's changed. The tides have changed as far as the attitude goes. We have Now we have freshmen coming in that can make an impact right now, which in turn makes uh, the seniors and the upperclassmen say, hey, I either need to change how I'm playing and be better, or I need to just – I'm just going to be obsolete. I'm not going to travel. I'm not going to play. And I think – that was one thing that was big for me last year is looking at it, you know, some guys are like, I have no competition. And that was one thing that Bill did really good this this fall was he brought in a lot of guys that could bring competition, and that only makes our team better. The, the practices themselves are just so much more competitive and just higher level. So. Yeah, for sure. I've definitely noticed just in my time here that there's been an increase in the level of talent. There's been an increase in not even just the talent, but in the fight. Yeah. You know what I mean? There were in the past years. There's been some, you know, when you get down two zero, you see guys kind of get deflated. And yep. I don't think that's been the case this year. Is that? Do you feel that way too? No, I 100% agree. You know, with this this win this last Sunday against Adam State, we actually went down one zero right away in the game, and you know, it, it was deflating for sure because it was just a penalty that we gave away and. Um, we're playing at a really high altitude. Guys are kind of worried about that, and Adam State's always kind of a rival for us because we can really compete well with them, and they always bring the fight against us. So us going down one goal was, was tough, but the team kept fighting through the game, fighting through the game, fighting through the game, then we finally found that one goal, and we, then we were like, well, the tides have shifted. We got this, you know, and then late in the game we score another one, and that was history. So just this team and even other coaches have told Bill that, this team won't give up through the whole game, even when we're down 3-0. Yeah. We got guys coming off the bench that are ready to go, or we got guys that are still in the game that just keep keep fighting. You know, Ryder, Zach, Jacob, Aiden Ellis, whoever's in our back line, our back line has been stellar this year. Their, their quality alone is just absolutely insane. They're, um, in my opinion, they got my vote for our Mac, uh, all, all our Mac already, you know, all – all conference, everything. Jacob is just an absolute stud. Nothing gets by him. And Zach and Ryder being freshmen, you wouldn't even tell that they're freshmen. Yeah. They just bring so much composure and quality to the field. It's yeah, the, those you're a hundred percent right. Those guys have made such a big difference in the back line and helping out the goalies and oh, yeah. even being able to push forward. Yeah, and I think Ryder was the one who got the first, got the assist. Yeah. Couple games back, yep, against Texas A&M, yeah. Yeah, he dribbled the whole field, yeah. and then yeah, yeah. Was, so those two have been, and even on on free kicks, on set pieces, those two guys are weapons. Oh yeah, their size is just yeah. We haven't had that in years past. You know, we had we had some really really good uh, defenders in Brenton Brakey way back, and then also Jesse Cornelius, and you know those guys just absolute studs. But 
we've never had such a solid back line all together like this year. I mean, there's no holes. Yeah. They're all they're all top level. Yeah, for sure. Um, you've actually been you kind of mentioned the not quitting um, or the fighting, I should say. Mm-hmm. It was really noticeable in that MSU Billings game this year, I thought, because that's a team that the last two years just, I mean, they killed us, yeah. right? They beat us like 5-1. Mm-hmm. This year it was, I mean, I think it wound up being a 3-0 loss, but it wasn't, I mean, it wasn't like that kind of game. No. It was a tight game. It was 1-0, mm-hmm. and then they got a lucky bounce, yeah. and then a PK, I think. Yeah. yeah. Um, MSU Billings is always a super technical and tough team, super gritty. And, but like years past, like you said, we've just not been to the quality that they are. And when we've let in goals, we've kind of just dropped and then kind of accepted defeat. And this year, that's just not the case. You know, we get a goal scored on us. It doesn't matter. You know, we're going to keep fighting. We get another goal scored on us. doesn't matter. Just keep going. And we fought to the very end. And that's what coaches are saying to us. You know, they're like, wow, this team will not quit. And, you know, that's where if we're down a goal in a game, and it comes down to late game, you know, that other team starts dropping off in level or stamina level drops, it doesn't matter. You know, we're going to keep pushing, and that's when we're going to see those results start to work in our favor because we're going to get those goals, you know. So, Yeah, two games ago, or I guess three games ago, got Eastern New Mexico at mm-hmm. their place. Mm-hmm. What was it like to be able to, you know, get finally get the win? You've been playing better all year, but... The results obviously weren't there, yeah. but then you got it. What was that kind of feeling like? Oh, my gosh. You know, that, that trip alone, just going to Lubbock, which Lubbock's a very high-quality team, and we got throttled by them, you know, 5-1, to one, and that's really tough for us. But we shifted gears to Eastern New Mexico, which we felt like that was a very winnable game for us, and we came out with a new game plan and just shut them down over and over again, kept grinding that game out. And then finally we got a lucky break and um, huge, huge assist from Parker, you know, one of our freshmen. And then Chase getting his first uh, collegiate goal was was huge. And just seeing the team's morale pick up. And we actually scored with like 30 minutes left in that half, and we defended the rest of the half, just not letting them score anything. Danny had a huge game and goal, didn't let a goal in. So that... Just the morale of the team, you know, even just the trip after that, you know, it, it didn't matter that we were in Texas or we were in New Mexico because we had won and then the travel back, getting back at 1 a.m. in the morning, it didn't matter because we had won a game. So yeah. that was that was really awesome. And then you had MSU Denver at home, which uh, the result didn't go your way, but it was still, I mean, we still played mm-hmm. a pretty good game. And, that, and then obviously just... Yesterday, I guess. It feels like it was two days ago, mm-hmm. but it was yesterday. Yep. Adam State, mm-hmm. go down 1-0 early. Mm-hmm. You get that. You got the assist, right, on yep. that first goal of the second half to yep. tie it up on a corner, mm-hmm. which is usually not your thing either. Usually nope. that's Hayden's thing. Yep. What was it like to deliver that corner? And it was perfect. Found found the foot and just buried it in the back of the net. Yeah, so, you know, I usually don't take the corners. You know, that's 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 definitely Hayden's forte, and I don't mess with that. Um, but Hayden had actually been off the field, so, you know, I kind of took the role. I was like, well, I think I can I can do it. So went over there and uh, whipped it in best as I could, and little Ryan Gone came through and just smashed it in the back of the net, you know, which, which is awesome for him, you know, um, because that's his first collegiate goal. That's my first collegiate assist ever. So, you know, that a lot of firsts in that game. And then that just shifted the attitude of the whole team. You know, at that point, we're like, 
well, we're never going to lose this game at this point. We're, we've tied it, and we didn't come here for a tie. Yeah. We're, we're here to win the game. So, you know, we just kept pushing, kept pushing, kept pushing, and ended up working out. You know, Hayden got – Hayden sent a beautiful that ball to the ball rider. was uh, just unreal. Yeah, it, it, it couldn't I mean, have been better. I it was better. like a 50-yard southeast. Uh, so. Yeah, yeah. No, we got, we got the foul, and then Hayden lined up on it. And if you watch the film, Ryder never stops running. He, he from the back line, never stops running, doesn't get set, runs in, balls shifted in, he flicks it over the goalie, off the post, and in. it doesn't get better than and that. And it's kind of funny, too, because you see Hayden knew, like, early. You can yeah. see him start sprinting down the field before the ball even yeah. found the net. Yeah, no, it was it was awesome. Yeah, I was, I was standing there back post, and it hits the post, and I'm like, I hope this goes in, and I wanted to steal the goal so bad, but I was like, nope, that's Ryder's goal. This, this is all Ryder, so... But yeah, what was that feeling like? Especially, I mean, those those types of games haven't always gone our way. Last year, yeah. last year we had mines here on the mm-hmm. ropes, and they scored a goal with like thirty seconds yeah. left in the game. What was it like to kind of have that go the opposite direction? I mean, that's that's the thing that's really changing about this team is we're having those tight games where in past where we've just let let it go at the end of the game and we just lose like that where now it's shifting to go our way because it's just that grit. You know, it's that grit, it's that fight that nobody's going to give up. And it, it's it's through the whole team. So I think that's huge for us. Yeah. And it feels so good to – those games that where we win close like that feel so much better than the games that when we, we, we don't win. Yeah, so. I mean, that's got to be heartbreaking when you get that close mm-hmm. and just a 30 – or or elation, obviously yeah. in this case, which is new. But mm-hmm. yeah. um, obviously this week you finally start RMAC play. Last yep. week you had a couple RMAC opponents, but they weren't conference games. Mm-hmm. You have Westminster and who's the second one? We got Mesa. Mesa, okay. Yeah. Down at their place, so you'll be mm-hmm. at Salt Lake and Grand Junction. Yep. Um, what are you guys kind of looking forward to? What do you think you have to do to get a win or two? You know, um, just. What I'm looking forward to is rolling off a win. You know, we're, we you know we have the momentum. We won a tough game. Went in went into their place, which is at I, I don't even know. It's like 8,000 feet of elevation at Alamosa. It's just super hard place to play at. Even their their field is just super hard to play. So rolling off a tough win like that, a gritty gritty fight. I think we can carry that momentum into this weekend. And um, we've always played Westminster pretty well. So I think that um, if we bring that fight in that game, we can we can make it close and hopefully pull out a win. Mesa's always tough, you yeah, know, super good. super talented team. Um, but I I don't I don't hold anything back from this team. I think I think a lot of opponents this year are gonna take us for granted. You know, we got voted to finish last in the conference, and I think uh, teams are gonna look at that and be like, this is gonna be a rollover for us. They're gonna they're just gonna quit once once we get up a goal or once we start putting pressure on them. And I don't think that's the case. I think a lot of teams are going to be surprised by us, and I think we're going to pull out a couple upsets. That well, ho- hopefully it starts this weekend. I, I hope so. <laughs> you know, um, I don't know if you know this, but you won you won the two of the last three. That's the first time in program history that's happened. Yeah. In, um, like, 11 years. Yep, yep. How cool is it, you know? Obviously that's not the greatest stat mm-hmm. ever, mm-hmm. but... How cool is it to know that like you're a part of that and you're a part of changing the standard of this program? You know, that's that was my biggest thing coming into this year. You know, um, every year we're trying to build a better team, and I I appreciate what Bill has done with recruiting and stuff. He worked 
He worked his butt off to try to get a really good recruiting class, and that has come in, and everything's been better from training, travel, team team camaraderie, everything. Bill's doing a great job. Um, as far as that that stat, you know, being a part of that, that's 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 more important to me than any individual goal I could get. You know, I could go the rest of the season without scoring a goal, without getting an assist. Wouldn't matter to me as long as I know that I'm being part of building this team to be better. My big thing is I just want to leave this team better than I found it. So um, past four years, you know, we've gone through a lot of ups and downs, you know, uh, losing coaches to uh, just, you know, the COVID and everything like that. And I think that's that's huge for us is just, just leaving the team better than we found it. And I think Hayden would agree with me. You know, Hayden Hayden's one of our best players on the field by far, you know. And he's had so many accolades from – from most assists in a season, things like that. And I think he's pretty close to breaking one, another record. One. Yep. He's one from tying the all-time career yep. assists. And I have no doubt that Hayden will, will yeah. beat that. No no problem. And I think that's huge for him. And I know he's got his eye on that, but me and Hayden both agree that team success over anything is more important. You know, so. Yeah, I, th- I think you guys are on the way to getting another one, too. Yeah. I think uh, if you get two more wins, it'll be the most in an individual season. Yeah. And that's definitely that, – that'd be top priority for yeah, me is beat that. So. I, I think you guys are on the right track. I think for sure this is the best mm-hmm. – maybe not best talented, but I think it's just the the quality of play this year I think mm-hmm. is the best it's been, at least since I've been here. No, I would agree. I think just everybody buying in is, is the biggest thing. You know, nobody's nobody's putting their own individual goals above the team. And – when we have that, there really isn't anything that can that can stop us. You know, um, we might go down a couple goals, but we'll keep fighting through it, and we'll always show well. And um, you know, last year a big thing for us was problem was yellow cards and red cards and things like that. You know, that that was something that we really wanted to change, and um, that's been big on my mind too. You know, being a captain, you got to show, you got to be, you got to be that uh, leader. And in the past, I always ha- haven't been that leader. So that's been big on my mind this year is even if I can't be the best player on the field, I want to be the leader for the younger guys and just show them what needs to happen. And hopefully they see that and want to stay, you know, and keep that team and keep building. So Yeah, that, and I didn't, that wasn't something I thought of actually, but now that you mention it, there is a significant difference in the amount of cards that we're getting. Mm-hmm. Yep. So. And I think part of that too is maybe – Maybe the difference in style of coaching, too, mm-hmm. a little bit. But then definitely, you're definitely a little cooler-headed than you've been in the yeah, past. Yeah, no, no doubt. No, no doubt. Yeah, no, I agree with you. Um, is this your first year as a captain, then, or were you captain last year? So last year I wasn't a captain. The year before we had, like, a captain's council, and I was a part of that. Um, so I don't really count that. But this is my first year as a captain, you know. Um, so I, I really... I really like that title, and I like being able to be that for the guys more than anything. You know, it's not so much about wearing wearing the band; it's more about um, being a guy that everybody feels like they can go to, sure. and being a role model on the team. So, so what when when that kind of thing happens, or when you're at it, when you're playing Adam State and you go down early, what's kind of your message to the team in that moment? Whether it's via your play or what you're or verbal, I guess. So just making sure guys aren't dropping their head, you know, keeping guys in the game, um, even if it's if it's like something like a goalkeeper error or a defensive error or something like that that led to the goal, 
making sure that guy isn't so much in his head to where it's going to hinder another mistake and just create a snowball effect, you know, because that's so easy for a team, letting in a tough goal and then the team just dropping off, and that's what we've done in the past. So a big message uh, that me and Hayden like to send is, like, just our play level. We don't drop our play level. You got to, even if it's just effort, you know, maybe I'm not, uh, maybe I'm not making the best passes. Maybe I'm constantly turning the ball over, but my effort's always going to be there. So that's important. Sure. Um, taking it off the field for a little bit. Have you had the opportunity to do any internships or any co-ops in your time yet? I have. I've done two internships. I've done one with the South Dakota Department of Transportation. And then this last summer I was actually with Skull Construction. Okay. And um, I've enjoyed them both thoroughly. Um, I've stayed in Rapid. I, I kind of like the Rapid area. And being here over the summer is nice. So. Sure. You're civil engineering, right? Yep, correct. Um, what, what, do you have any ideas on what you think you want to do once your time's done yet or still figuring it out? Um, I think I want to do construction management and okay. project management and stuff like that. I really like to see a project from the very start to the very end. I like to see the finished project. And I don't like being so much at my desk and just sure. and just doing design and stuff like that. So being in the field, seeing that stuff, that's 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 what's important to me. Sure. Career fairs the next couple of days. Do you have some internships or some interviews lined up yet? Or no interviews yet, but I have some I have some companies that I really want to talk to and give them my resume and um, introduce myself. And um, um, I'm hoping I'm hoping to talk to Skull. You know, I had a really good experience over the summer, and um, I love what they do in the community. And what what they mean to Rapid City, you know, they're really they're really the biggest construction company here in Rapid, and they do so many projects, especially here at Mines. You know, they're they're doing the new MI building and things like that. So I really I, I really hope that can blossom into something. Sure. So future. you you ideally probably want to stay in Rapid then? Are you thinking about maybe broadening your higher horizons a little bit? Um, I'm not opposed to going anywhere different. Um, this is all I've known, so I, this is where comfort is for me. Um, all my family's here, so Rapid is, I, I do love Rapid, but, um, if I went anywhere else, you know, it'd be, it'd be like Northern Wyoming, sure. things like that, you know, I, I like Similar the Similar type yep. of area. Yep. Exactly. Sure. All right, I don't think I have anything else for you. Thank you so much for joining me today, Garrett. No, thank you. Thank you for listening to The Hard Rocker Huddle with host Josh Van Volkenberg-Gernert. Follow on Apple and Spotify.